He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. We're back here on Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. Today, we're actually coming up to the end of our, our conference preview, Sean. We're doing the Big Ten today, and then we're going to do uh, you know, the, the big dogs in the SEC next after that. So some exciting football coming up. Sean, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good. I had uh, butter chicken for the first time in either my life or it's been so long that I can't remember. I liked uh-huh. it. I liked it. I don't know. It was... Um, I just, you know, I did, I, I'm very familiar with Indian food. You know, I, I understand it, but I haven't had it recently enough to comment or have an opinion on it. I'm cool with it. It was pretty good. That's not that's where how, I thought that was going to go, going. but I, yes. I, it's not where I thought that was going to go, but I think I understand. Is that what you had for dinner today? Is the, uh, is the butter? Lunch, it's going to be lunch and dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was oh, solid. No. It was solid. What does, it ta- what does it taste like, by the way? I feel like that's very hyped up by, by here's people the, that I know. I have an Indian friend too. So like I, I he's. He's makes it seem like it's really good. It is good. Uh, I thought it was going to be. Um, Does it taste like it, butter? No, no. It tastes like almost tomato. Like it's very tomatoey. It's like almost mm. like a tomato bisque is a strong word because that's got a very like specific flavor. But mm. it, it was way more tomato heavy in the in the sauce than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be light you up curry style. Uh, and it wasn't. It was just kind of. Uh, it's kind of delightful. Like it was just like a, it, almost like a, almost in the vein of a marinara. Definitely not as close to a marinara, but but it had enough of a tomato influence where I'm sitting uh-huh. here like, this is surprising, and I'm, I'm you know I'm getting the naan, putting the naan in it. I'm like, oh, this is I'm having myself a little a, a good time here. Uh, I'm probably still still not going to try it. Uh, we do have this conference preview coming up, but I had. Everyone who knows who listens to the show, we always have to share the strange social interactions that have have for us. And the common theme for those who, again, are new to the show and are old listeners, the common theme is <clears throat> Joe did something and, and he needs Sean to either validate that he's not in the wrong or he's going to side with the opposite side and tell me that I was the one who did something uh, socially unacceptable is usually sure. what happens. This is the first time, Sean, where I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to agree with me because I had something extremely strange happen to me uh, this Saturday. I just texted you a video, and as I explain this, I need you to watch the video. Turn the sound off because that's going to be that's going to sound horrible. Oh sure. wait, it's in the middle of sending here. So on Saturday, my buddy Joe works at uh, the Del Frisco's Grill in Santa Monica. I've so seen his. I, I've I, seen his bathroom pictures. It is a uh, uniform. <laughs> I muted those. I was tired of watching those. But <laughs> so I I went and I got lunch there. Didn't you know? Wasn't drinking or anything, but just went. Got a nice steak salad there, and I was watching the the PGA just to, to hang out because he he kept telling me to come to come hang out and went through. By the way, it looks like the video. And you know, I was there for a couple hours. Anyone who doesn't know Joe, as you just highlighted there, he's very vain. He's very. Uh, intent on trying to get a lot of videos and pictures of himself. So at one point when I'm about to leave, he's like talking up his espresso martini. He's like, hey, can you record a video of me making this espresso martini? I'm like, yeah, 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 sure, no problem. Trying to be a good friend. I'm recording this video. And at the very end of the video, as he's pouring it out, the guy next to the person who he's pouring the drink in for 
points at me and starts yelling at me while I'm recording this video, which you're probably about to start seeing in this video. And he's smiling while he's doing it. And he's like, don't record me. And he cur starts cursing at me, but he's smiling. So I think he's messing with me. This guy was so mad at me for recording my friend with him in the background that he got up and came over to me and proceeded to continue to yell at me. And then eventually I was like, dude, I'm not recording you. I'm recording my friend. His friends had to calm him down. But apparently this is the mo the craziest part about it. His buddies were like, he's where he's really well known. Sorry. I've never seen this guy in my who life. The hell is who this is loser? This who is this guy? How, who there, there are, you know what? Levels I hate, I hate Joe's stupid turn back and laugh. Like, like it was a gotcha Whoa. moment and not like, oh yeah, he's filming me do this. But I, oh, you're saying when, uh, right. I'm right, saying, right. but that's right that's, here. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, where, where he right turns there, around, where he turns he around, turns, yes. looks at you all like, Hey, well, cause I said, like, I said oh, to him, yeah. I, I said to him, turn to the camera, Joe. That was what I said. So this, this, this nut who seemed like he was on something like totally normal looking guy, but it's the way that he acted, make it seem like he was on Coke or something. But this nut didn't read the situation that I was clearly recording him and that I was talking to him for the past hour and a half while he was working. But the craziest part about this is this is the most nobody person who is apparently well-known. How important do you think you are that I'm recording you and that I want a video of you on my phone? I, I can't with this town anymore, Sean. This is insane. Uh, he's eyeing you down from the jump. Start of the video. I didn't even looking at I didn't you. even notice it. Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. It. I'm looking right now. Uh, uh, there's Joe Mixon. He's still looking right at you. Yeah. Um, what? When was this? Was this? It was a. You said it was a Thursday around lunchtime. Uh, no, this was Saturday oh. around four o'clock. Was when I was about to leave. Yeah, he's still looking at you. Still. That Dude, this is weird. This this is weird. It's a Saturday. It's like. You're not working. You're not getting caught at like at like lunch getting drinks. Like I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. oh, it's a weekday. If he puts this out, maybe uh -huh. my boss on the on the crazy chance will see it and thinks, you know, he thinks I'm at a meeting and I'm out here getting espresso martinis. Right. Like that's where my mind went for that reaction. What the hell? I, I mean, but but this is why I need to bring it up is because I can't wrap my head around this because normally when I do something wrong and I cause something like this, which doesn't happen often, normally you feel bad. But I am so confused. How a human being reacts to that where I'm not even recording him, but he's in the background of the video of the person I'm recording. Yeah, uh, I do a bit where if I see people taking a photo in public, I'll turn my head or I'll uh -huh. duck my head or, you know, if it's girls are taking a video or something like that, I'll turn my head. And that's just and that's not for like me, but for them. I don't want my fat face in the back of their video or their photo. I'm not sitting here like, oh God, I'm a celebrity. I can't be caught at, at, at public bar live or, or, or soft house. Like, no, no, no. It's, hey, right. I don't want to be sitting here and be made a meme out of when I got a fifth like this and I'm turning, I got no <laughs> Joe, you know, and I'm looking uh, like that. That happens plenty. And I, I try to avoid it that way. This just seems like, hey, buddy, can you film me making this drink? It seemed like everybody was in on the bit to start. And, and now he's just looking, he just looks at you and snaps. Well, but so that's the thing to me is that you should have told him, "Hey, he, loser, he you're nobody. I don't know who you I almost, are." I almost, I almost, I almost did. You, you I almost loser. did. But his reaction—he was smiling when he when he like pointed at me. So I'm like, "Oh, haha!" He's like, "Haha, don't film me like giving me a hard time," because they they were seem really chill. But he got up and started walking towards me, and I and and when his buddy said that, I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know." I I unintentionally was like, "I don't know who you are." 
You, and yeah. I left. I was like, I'm not, I don't this know. isn't worth it. I don't know who he is either. You, you should have told him. I hey. kind of need to find out. I kind of want to find out. Wait. He's probably some, some nobody who was on like a reality TV show, or he's probably like a, a quadruple F list celebrity. That was like a background. Okay. I, I've never, Wait, I a, couldn't a even skateboarder. I, I'm not trying to be like Sean only knows about skateboarding in LA, but like, He's got the tattoo, but he's wearing that stupid flat cap. Oh, I know. He should oh have my been God. kicked out of the restaurant for wearing a flat cap. You should be. You know where you're allowed to wear a flat cap? Montana. That's where. The, and the in, the, in the 1970s, other than that, <laughs> you don't get to wear a flat cap and order an espresso martini. What a douche. In the middle of the day. But like, okay, so there's just two last bits of this that like I thoughts on this before we get into the Big Ten preview. I one if I had like if this was like Adam Sandler or something and he got mad at me I would actually feel bad like I would understand and like sure, if I wasn't if I didn't notice he was in the background I was like oh I'm so sorry didn't mean I was trying to call but I don't know who this guy is who it's bugging me who is he who who is he that he thinks he's that important to be recorded in the middle of the day I just I don't know that's weird I, I didn't think it was going to end up with you getting screamed at and approached only happens to you yeah. this stuff only happens to you yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Now you're on the. Now you're on. Because uh, well, uh, I got a very hateable face. We've already been over this. Yeah, yeah. World <laughs> uh, Star's dead, so I guess it's Daily Loud or Rap House TV that's posted. Like that. <laughs> Before we continue on with this video, I just want to tell you folks about an exciting new partnership that we have with this channel with Underdog Fantasy. Ever since I joined, I've been having so much fun. There are so many different exciting games that make watching games during the offseason more exciting. I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but it has made it way more entertaining since I found Underdog Fantasy. And my favorite game to play so far, which I think you should try out, is Pick'em. It is so easy to play. Just pick higher or lower on your favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it simple. With their easy-to-use website and mobile apps, pick between two and five players to fill out your Pick'em slip Get every pick right and take home some cold, hard cash. Use code HACK, H-A-C-K, HACK, like the name of this channel. Use code HACK to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Go sign up. You won't regret it. You're going to have a blast. Check out Underdog Fantasy. I also want to tell you folks about our other reoccurring sponsor that we have on this channel, that being BetOnline, BetOnline.ag, which has all the updated odds, news, and anything for sports betting. It's my go-to source for when I want to be betting specifically on games. I love betting on college basketball or the NBA, uh, especially again during the off season, always looking for more fun ways to be uh, focused in on some of these other sports. It's betonline.ag and use promo code believe 50. It's promo code believe 50 to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. Oh my God. All right. Well, that's a good note to to transition us on here. Sure. Sean, the Big Ten this upcoming season. There's a lot up in the air. There's a lot up in the air. There's a lot of uncertainty on how this conference is going to play out. We're coming off of a season where, unexpectedly at the end of the year, Michigan wallops Ohio State. They win the conference. They go into the college football playoff. They end up getting beaten by TCU. We've got a reloading year for Ohio State. We've got Penn State, who's got a young, up-and-coming group of young guys that are going to be uh, potential superstars in the Big Ten. We've got new coaches at Nebraska and Wisconsin. 
We've got Illinois, who is surging and being a, a defensive powerhouse, maybe the new Iowa in this conference. And then Iowa, on the other hand, can't get a handle on what their offense is. I think that the Big Ten has, has some of the best storylines for this upcoming season. There are just so many moving pieces, so many new faces. And I, I think that, and as much as we're going to go deep on the SEC, it might be a really long episode for us. I think that the Big Ten is going to rival the SEC this upcoming year for competitive teams and teams that are putting up a, a big fight in the playoff and a potential to have maybe two, and we could have a two Big Ten, two SEC at the end of the season. Yeah, there's six teams that really matter to me, and they're still broken up into tiers, which if you got six teams in your conference that I think matter, that's a good thing. Uh, obviously, the big three here, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, those are the three that, that are going to command the focus with their talent, their athletes, and their coaches. And then you have the second of the the you know the big three 2.0, Illinois, Wisconsin, Nebraska. New coaches, you know, BLM has been there, but you know, new coaches at Wisconsin, Nebraska, they'll be better this year, but they're not going to be contenders this year in the Big Ten. Uh, but next year or a year down the line, that's when we really start getting them mixed up here in the Big Ten because you have established coaches at Matt Rule, Luke Fickle. They're going to try to turn these programs around, and I believe they will. They're, they're good enough coaches. They have cracked the formula at every school that mm -hmm. they've been at, and now it's time to win, and now it's time to be competitive. Uh, but this year, it is still it, it's still Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan. That's what it is. And it's going to be, hey, can Penn State do it? Can Penn State crack in this year so not everyone's just rooting for November when Ohio State plays Michigan to see who gets in the playoff? Like that, that that's what we're looking at right now for, for me. Uh, and, you know, we're not talking about them yet, but Penn State is interesting enough uh, to, uh, to have a chance to do that, I believe. Ohio State starting us off in this, in this conversation. As I've mentioned, C.J. Stroud is gone. They are moving on, and they're going to try and figure out who the next quarterback is. Now, the thing for me with the quarterback situation is it's a little confusing because it feels like everyone has said it is a foregone conclusion that Kyle McCord is going to be the starter. I also, though, at one point heard uh, somebody had told me that Devin Brown might take over and be the one who wins the job, but Kyle McCord is a very highly recruited kid. And as just as we did a couple of years ago with CJ Stroud, when CJ Stroud stepped in, had a little bit of a slow start, he eventually took off and had a lot of steam because he was able to rely on guys like Garrett Wilson, guys like Chris Olave and Jackson Smith and Jigba. It just so happens that if it is Kyle McCord, he is going to have Marvin Harrison and Emeka Abuka. He also has Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams. I'm, by the way, this is, might be one of the worst shows for mispronunciation, so go ahead, butcher us in the comments. The offensive side of the football, for me, I think is still going to be just as explosive. Brian Hartline, it seems like, is going to be calling plays as the offensive coordinator this year. This is a whole new look unit. If there is a school, Sean, then I am not afraid to replace um, the past guys that were the lead stars in an offense it's Ohio State. They're going to figure out a way to hit their stride. It's a factory. It's a factory at Ohio State. Uh, if we've had the conversation, and you might have a co-host uh, on another show that would say LSU is wide receiver you. Uh, you could, but the last couple years. I don't think it is. At least for college wide receivers, Ohio State is wide receiver you. And you see it with the first round caliber. Alabama had a great grip on it um, by putting wide receivers into the first round. Uh, a couple of them didn't pan out. That happens. 
but Ohio State just seems to keep on finding guys that know how to run routes, get jump balls, create separation. And you know what? They're, they're getting the recruits. They're Ohio State. That name's going to get you some good athletes. But how you separate them from a really good high school athlete to here's a, a first-round wide receiver, that's coaching. And that's teaching them new trades and, and, and new techniques. And boom, now we have a factory going. And next year, even after this crop leaves, I'm sure there's going to be two more guys that could have 1,500-yard seasons, and that could be busting out 80-yard touchdowns. Or, hey, Marvin Harrison Jr., I need a third and 15. Can you do that for me? Oh, yeah, I can. I'm Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm fantastic. I'm really good at football. So just throw me the ball. It's what they do. Uh, and their uh, replacement ability is its overwhelming at this point. Yeah. Because with Michigan, and I, I'm not – it's not a Michigan preview here, but – Michigan has a shot this year because they returned fifth-year guys. They they returned their guys with that big collective push from the fans. Yes. They were yes. they returned Zach Zinter. They returned Blake Corum. They returned guys that could have gone to the NFL. That guys mm. that could they could have done you know that say hey I'm done at Michigan I'm cool uh, go and replace me. No, they have a shot because they were able to 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 will them back to Michigan. Not because they had guys that were ready to step up and be the next Zach Center, Blake Corman, you know, Donovan Edwards could, but Ohio State has a different system than Michigan when it comes to cultivating their talents. Retention over three years, four years and out. Yeah, it, I, again, I'm. I, we're going to get to Michigan in a second. I'm not super worried on the offensive side of the football. Where I get a little pause is what the issues were for them last year. And – it was defensive inconsistency, and I know that there was a new defensive coordinator, and there's also a little bit of turnover. JT Tuamoilau, who I'm definitely butchering his name, um, is a strong football player. I think that he's a little bit overhyped, and I've gone as far as to say that I don't think he lives up to this top 15 pick as he's being projected right now. He's like a day two pick. He's like a lot of the other guys like uh, yeah. Zach Harrison, who was there last year. There are good bodies on the defensive side of the football, especially at linebacker. Um I just don't know if on the defensive line and on the offensive line, which is replacing three guys in Luke Whipler, in Paris Johnson, and Dewan Jones, if they can be physical enough to go to battle against Penn State, against Michigan, and win those games. I have a lot of pause because they have not done that the past two years, and especially last year, they got bullied up front on both sides of the football. Michigan had an easy time running the football against them, and they also – got after Ohio State a little bit in that game, not to like a massively productive level, but you saw a lot of, you know, guys' heads getting popped back because they were getting blown off the ball by that Michigan defensive line. The tone has been set by Michigan, and Ohio State needs to catch up. Yeah, they need to start playing a little bit nastier. And you know what? Michigan decided to do, hey, we're going to rebrand into this. We're going to be mean and nasty and grind you down. Cool. That worked for you. That worked for you to beat Ohio State. Now, Ohio State either needs to match that or, hey, let's Mike Leach this thing. Let's Mike Leach it. You're not going to be able to stop us. We're going to spread our athletes out like crazy, and you're not going to be able to touch us. And it's just going to be, hey, can you keep up on offense? Can you? Can you? Can your your three, uh, four yards in a cloud of dust keep up with us being super dynamic? Uh, so it's going to be a weird, how do you innovate to beat Michigan? Because no matter how many 10-win seasons that Ryan Day gets Ohio State, if he's not beating the guys in Michigan, he's going to be out. That's like law. That's law in this rivalry. It is. Harbaugh was sitting on thin ice mm. until he had these last two years. 
thin, thin ice. You got to beat. You got to beat the rival. You have to. Sean, as we always do on these Power Five previews, over under ten and a half wins is what their win total next year is set at. What do you think? Where are you going with this? Ugh. I and I, I did before. I did. That I'm not scrolling through. I want you to Good. know that uh, it is a very, very hard decision because it's okay. They're they're going to beat Notre Dame, but do they split with Penn State and Ohio State or, or Penn State and Michigan, or do they sweep? And that's that's what it's going to be a, a factor of. I'll take the over. Oh, that's a sweaty one. You know what? I, no. Mm. No, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under for Ohio State. Really? I'm giving them really? 10. I'm giving them 10. Ah. Um, you know what? I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to be – even if they lose both of those games, that's assuming that they can't win their bowl game. I got to take the over. That's actually pretty favorable for I them for them conference. to go over 10 and a half. Who's Purdue going to upset? What's going to happen here? You know, it, I'm waiting on Purdue. What's actually who's wait, Purdue going to who's, who's regular season win totals, by the way? Yeah. This is regular. I just realized that that's regular. Oh, man. I don't think that they lose to both of them. I think that it, you have to have a, a total meltdown to lose to both Penn State and Michigan. I, I think you have to. You just have to. Okay. You have to. You can't. Okay. It's it's a, it's they Ohio. Really it's, tight it, against Northwestern uh, last year. Yeah, but they still survived it, and that was in awful, awful weather, which is they're it's not football. really it's built to succeed in. Well, they uh, look against Michigan. Michigan, though, as we've kind of headlined here, Zach Sinter returns, Blake Corum returns. They've got this double-edged sword, the dual-headed monster at running back with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards, who. They're both fantastic football players. I think many people might argue that they're both at minimum top 10 running backs in college football right now. J.J. McCarthy, to me, Sean, is the most important piece for Michigan because I think that they return a lot of physicality on both sides of the football. And as we just talked about there, they set the tone and they've been setting the tone successfully the past few seasons, and that has won them the Big Ten. I actually have a lot of confidence that they're going to win the Big Ten again this year. But I don't know if I can commit confidence to them winning a college football playoff game and getting to the national championship. That is where their biggest hurdle is now. And it all goes on the head of J.J. McCarthy. How does J.J. play in the big games? Do we get Ohio State J.J. or do we get TCU J.J.? That is what it's all going to come down to. He needs to play consistently and he needs to take that next step. And I know that you had a, a, a conniption when I said this last time, so I will phrase this in a more friendly manner. I appreciate he that. He has elite NFL traits being a former five-star quarterback. So if he takes that next step, he legitimately will be in a legit conversation. If anyone can improve, I think it is J.J. McCarthy, and I have very high expectations for him this upcoming year. I watched a lot of J.J. McCarthy film today. <clears throat> a lot. Okay. I'm not going to, I was going, if you were to say the same thing that you did last time, I was going to request an explanation. You explained it better today. And I appreciate that. He reminds me of Daniel Jones and he reminds me of first two years in the NFL, Daniel Jones. A lot of his good plays are bad decisions. A lot of the times when he's scrambling, it's a bad decision on where to run. Uh, if it's a design quarterback run, cool. He's fast. He's athletic. And, you know, he's big and strong and tall, and that's what works in college football. 
Sometimes, I mean, he scares. If I'm a Michigan fan, I'm scared every time he puts that ball in the air because it's going just over a defender's hand. And, and, and cool, touchdown, Blake Corm. Awesome. Great play. Everyone's happy you score the seven points. Mm. Run the offense. He can make the throw. He can make the throw uh, down the sideline and, and, you know, with a receiver that's got three yards of separation. That's great. I'm not going to complain about that. Fans shouldn't complain about that either. He puts the ball in danger. He does. He had a great play where he had a rushing touchdown against uh, Maryland. What does he do uh, before the play starts? He drops the snap on the ground. And then he has to run, and he runs right into a Maryland defender. He is not it's, – it's, it looks like early, skittish, weird, but still talented Daniel Jones to me. And but here's the I'm not, okay. that's not a quarterback that I'm in on. It's not. Okay. Here's the thing, though, with him. Being a former five-star, and this being his first, first full season as a starter. He sure. didn't start as a true freshman. It's, it's kind of like we're going to talk about Drew Allar in a second, and it's kind of the similar situation where how does Allar play in his first year as a starter? JJ can take that next step. I think that a lot of times when we watch quarterback play and there's a lot of buzz and hype for a player, we hold them to a really high standard, which makes sense. It's justifiable. We should hope that they play up to the level of expectation. But at the same time, it is not an immediate instant impact at the college level. Not every single guy is Bryce Young. Not every single guy is C.J. Stroud. It is a gradual pace of improvement. I'm not saying that he's going to play at an elite level, Heisman level next season, but if he he has every tool in the toolbox to get to that level. He just needs to have put in the work this offseason, and he needs to play more consistently. And I kind of agree with your point on Daniel Jones, where Daniel Jones, and it, it makes sense where they're both really smart guys, they're both going to really good academic schools, and you can tell the gears just start turning and they make really stupid decisions, not because they don't know what to do, but because they overthink. If he can start can overthinking it. less, I think that the, the, this offense starts to pop. The benefit that he has is Kyle McCord is stepping in at Ohio State, and he has to be the guy. Everything has to work because it's such a pass-oriented offense. This is run-centric. JJ just needs to be slightly above average, in my opinion, which he was very average last year for a counting the the median the mean of his performances he was very average if he can get to slightly above average to above average this team can win a, a, a playoff game they absolutely can i just need him to not throw across his body uh, across the field that's why i need him to just be jj mccarthy not hey i'm jj mccarthy doing a patrick mahomes silly josh allen impression I, and and he showed real guts in that tcu game he did Okay, they took two two of my throws back to the house. What am I going to do? I, I'm sick of it. I'm going to go on a 75-yard tear down the – a great run, phenomenal. Show me some leadership. Show me that he's not quitting on the game. I know he got dusted and busted by that team last year. But he showed me, hey, you, he wants to play. He's got some leadership. He's not going to quit. It doesn't matter. You know, that was a, a positive for me. That showed me that he has some football player in a, in a quarterback. And I like that. Uh, but – Boy, I hope he's a little more consistent and a little more just just, just make your reads, make the throws, pal. I know it's very hard to do, but you're the quarterback in Michigan. Make your reads, make your throws. If the seam is there, run for the first down. Win total is set at 10.5 as well for Ohio State. Look, I'm going to get ahead of this before you give me yours. I, I just said that they're going to win the Big Ten, which means they hit the over on this. They can, win, they can lose a football game. I, I think that this is one of the few years 
where they can have we can have three one loss Big Ten teams, and if Michigan wins whatever tiebreaker, I think that they would win the Big Ten championship game. But I feel as though they will go undefeated. They will win 10, 12 games. Yeah, I'm taking the Michigan over also. I think they get 11 wins. They're just they're built really well, and they have the vets coming back, which is super important for your team. Uh, Blake Quorum is a stud. Uh, Donovan Edwards last year stepped up, and at times I'm like, is Blake Quorum back? Oh, no, that's Donovan Edwards. He's he's in. They, they're both great. It's a great punch. They're staying fresh back there. O-lines are really solid. Uh, so Michigan 11 wins makes sense to me. It does. I think they're rolling. I think Harbaugh is starting to find a stride with his team also. So 11 wins sounds fair, and it doesn't sound out of the realm of expectation. Sean, Penn State is almost feels like the – I'm trying to think the best way to phrase this. They have an invigoration of youth. They've got Drew Allar, who was a very highly touted recruit, who's taking over for Sean Clifford, who was so Ugh. freaking inconsistent and frustrating to watch. Sean watch Nick – Nick Singleton is being hyped up to be the next great Penn State running back since Saquon Barkley, and we saw a lot of highlights that suggested the possibility of that. On the defensive side of the football, guys like Chop Robinson and Kalen King are going to be really important for them. But most importantly, I love Olufashanu, man. I love him, the way that he plays that left tackle position. The dude is so flexible. He is so easy of a mover. He is going to be the best offensive lineman in the Big Ten and one of the top offensive linemen in the country this upcoming season. They have the ability to play upset this year. They really do. But I am not going to sit here, and I said this on another show, I'm not going to sit here and put confidence in James Franklin to get his quarterback to the next level. We have had so many instances of good quarterbacks that have been a part of this Penn State program that have not reached their true potential. As, as hyped up as we are about Drew Allar, I bet he's closer to J.J. McCarthy than he is to, um, I'm trying to think what would be a good example here, like a Bryce Young type level of performance sure. in his first year as a starter. Uh, my, look, yeah. I think the best example here, Sean, before I, before I let you go, my best example is the fact that Will Levis was very talented, was there, didn't even crack the starting lineup and left, and that was one of the most talented quarterbacks that, have, that has been at Penn State in James Franklin's time. How am I going to expect him to do that with your Allar if he couldn't get it done with other guys? I tell you what, this Penn State team kind of reminds me of the 49ers uh, in that at every position, they got a dude. Uh, they, I mean, Kalen King is a stud. Singleton's fantastic. I like the addition of Dante Cephas. is uh, uh, he's, he's just rock steady. I could watch his film all day. I saw them. I, I saw just how he was shutting down the Michigan defensive line and they had some good players on their Michigan defensive line. And he was just, he was rolling and he was, he was staying calm and doing his sets. He wasn't getting over aggressive with a deep set. He was just staying exactly where he needed to be uh, really like him. And then chop Robinson really fun off the edge, really solid. Also, he's got a great, it's almost a ghost move, uh, but he just gets around these right tackles. It's too easy for him. These right tackles are not fast enough for chop Robinson. So at every position, they kind of got a guy. Uh, and it's like, okay, what's going to happen with quarterback here, Kyle Shanahan? Mm -hmm. You know, you keep on saying, okay, who's this Brock Purdy guy? Where's Trey Lance been? Uh, so it, it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of that for me uh, with Penn State. I think Drew Aller is a spectacular athlete. I think he's got a cannon attached to his shoulder. And he's just, 
he looks confident uh, when he's playing quarterback. And I like that. I put stock in Drew Aller. I'm putting stock in Penn State this year. And it's so stupid of me to do that because every year they remind me while they're, why they're little brother. You know, that's why. Every year they find a way to remind me of that. But this year mm. I'm thinking maybe little brother hit his growth spurt. And now he's ready to take on, you know, his older brother's coming back from college, 16. You know, he got started working out with dumbbells, and now he's ready to fight him. Okay, cool. Are you going to fight your brothers and beat them because they're hungover on a Sunday? You want to take them then? Or is it going <laughs> to be, okay, after dinner, they just got back from the gym too, and you're just going to get reminded while you're a little brother. So what is Penn State going to do this year? I, it's so hard not to want to bet on the little brother just go in there and kick some ass. It's so hard. Because they're so fun, you know. It's a great team if they can just do the little things right, run the ball effectively, don't turn the ball over, and play decent defense. You got a shot. You got a shot to take Big Brother down. Go ahead, go after him, Penn State. So over over under is set at nine and a half wins. I we got to take the over on this. That's like a give me the over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there. I don't see that they don't. Because that means they lose to Michigan, they lose to Ohio State, and they also lose to some random dip, which they're better. I think they've got more talent than last year. So, no, give me give me the at least 10 wins. I'm taking 10 wins on it. You know, maybe they get a good sucker punch. And, they, you know, that's that's what I'm looking for here. I'm giving me 10 wins on Penn State. I want to I want to I want to feel it. Last important team here, Illinois. I, dude, I love Illinois. I don't know what it is. The uniforms are are fun for me. I, I love me some Brett Bielma. Uh, and I know that Ryan Walters is gone and he took over Purdue. They have two dudes on the defensive side of the football in Jerjon Newton and Keith Randolph. Monsters. Two of the best defensive linemen in the country. When was the last time we said that about anyone on this, this Illinois roster? Those dudes and the rest of this defense will cause fits. I need to know what Luke Altmaier does if he takes over the starting job, transferring from Ole Miss. Getting an SEC quarterback tends to work, though, as we've seen for a lot of programs. Over-under is set at 6.5, though, Sean. That's juicy. It is. That's a juicy line right you there. You got to take the over on that. Uh, Luke Altmaier looks like an Ole Miss quarterback. Uh, take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Watch some of Sounds like up. one, too. Um, I, you know what? He just does some things that, that leave you scratching your head, but he looks the part, you know? Okay. Uh, Brett Bielema is somebody that I play for. I love his, I love how he works his defense. I love, uh, how he utilized his stars last year on defense. It was, uh, it was great. I think Illinois six and a half still seems pretty low. I'll take the over. I know they're going to put a stinker out there one week, and you're just going to be like, oh, what the hell are we doing here? Why is Illinois? You know, it's going to be like their first big nude Sunday where everyone's excited and they go get 30 dropped on them. But, you know, they're going to rally. They're going to keep on fighting through the season. That's it. Illinois, take him over seven. Take him over seven. That's way too juicy of a line. I like this team. I like Bayalma. I, I like it. Give me some Give me I, some excitement. I don't know where the hate is for this Illinois team. But Bet Online does not like uh... – does not like Illinois apparently. That that has to look. Th- there is a a lot of these lines we just talked about could go either way. That is so freaking juicy. That is like one of the best ones that I think that we've talked about for all the Power Five conferences. Six and a half wins. You're telling me that they just need to beat up on the crappy teams on their schedule. Hold on. That's all they got to do. Seven wins is all they need to get. All right, Joe. You bet your damn ass they're getting to seven wins. We're gonna have to close this real quick. Uh, they beat Toledo. They're good. Kansas. They're going to beat Kansas. Lose yes. to Penn State, two and one. They beat Florida Atlantic, three and one. Purdue, ugh. 
Uh, don't know. <laughs> four and one. It's four a first year fine. new head coach. Four and one. Uh, Nebraska. Five and one. Don't do that. <laughs> new first year head coach. Don't do that to me. Five okay, and one. Fine. Maryland. Let's say toss up random game that they lose. Five and two. Okay. Wisconsin. <laughs> Give me the bag on that one. Six, six, six and two. Okay. Uh, Minnesota next. Seven and two. Okay. Indiana next. Eight and two. Iowa. Nine and two. Oh, they might fall to Iowa in my eyes. Uh, Northwestern. Ten and two. They're not a ten-win football team, Joe. They have to lose all right, one They, I look at that schedule. <laughs> I look at that schedule. They only play Penn. So that's the crazy part about this is they only yeah. play Penn State. There is no Michigan or Ohio State. Again, I, I might go put some money down on this. I don't usually do win totals for actual bets. I don't like to do futures. That's such a freaking good line. Uh, quick final thoughts: Wisconsin, Nebraska. In thirty seconds, Sean. If one new head coach does well, I think it's Luke Fickle. Give Matt Rule a couple of years, and then eventually he leads the way. Yes, I think that's fair. I think Luke Fickle uh, is an inspirer. Uh, he gets a team inspirer. motivated. Uh, he gets a team motivated and ready to go. Uh, Fickle is going to have Wisconsin fans reinvigorated. I know they like their locals, and Jim Leonard was a local, and they liked uh, Paul Christ. He was a local. Uh, Luke Fickle is going to go in there and have the team jumping, though. It's going to be a new-look team. It's going to be fun. It should be exciting in Nebraska. If Nebraska can be competitive in the Big Ten, that's all I'm looking for. I don't need them to be winners. I don't need, to be, need them to be in the playoffs. Just just show me something fun, Nebraska. That's all you got to do. You guys are fun. You sell at the stadium every year. It's great. So keep up with your great bits. Don't be boring Nebraska and boring Wisconsin next year. At Jody Leon at Sanderson Radio. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back SEC next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.